Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. everyone jurassic views bryce diamond post texas miniseries this time didn't play the same team twice but did play in the state of texas twice first the san antonio spurs who were five and two going into the game against us uh, i think they beat the minnesota timberwolves three times how are they playing the minnesota timberwolves three times in the first seven games of the series. That's bizarre. Uh, and then we play the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. Luka, MVP, Doncic going nuts to start the season. And that continued to be the case against the best defensive team in the league. But we'll get to that in a second. Listen, guys, I know you've been watching. I know you've been reading. What happened in the NBA this past week, which I'm sure on Monday, when Zaya, Courtney, and I do a recording together, will be talked about. Maybe not at length, but will be talked about. But guys, the drama was so high. The drama was so thick. I need a vacation, y'all. Just from, I mean, because of the NBA. I'm not saying from the NBA. I'm saying because of the NBA, <laughs> I need a vacation. This is crazy what happened. You've got Steve Nash getting fired. You got the whole Kyrie Irving fiasco disaster, just from a PR perspective. It's a disaster. I mean, all the comments and that, without a doubt. Then you have all the commentary around the Kyrie situation, my gosh, that's a whole thing. Talking about uh, race in the States, I mean, whew. I had an hour conversation with Zaya just on that piece, let alone what Kyrie was saying specifically. Then you have Josh Primo and the San Antonio Spurs in a whole mess. I mean, Josh Primo alone and, and what he did is a thing. And then what the Spurs did or did not do is a thing. Um, gosh, uh, that was a lot. Then the Brooklyn Nets, with all the mess that they have going on, with a team that has spent the amount of money to be a championship contender has put them uh, nowhere in the Eastern Conference. They're, I don't know, they're bottom of the table or close to it, bottom of the standing in, in the East because Ben Simmons can't play. Kyrie Irving just got a five-game suspension. On top of all this, KD playing like a top five, top six guy in the league. On top of all this, who are they reported 
to be hiring Emi Adoko. Emi Adoka. You're going to hire the coach that has been suspended for a year by the Boston Celtics? And the Boston Celtics are just going to let it happen? What is going on in the NBA? I mean, there's so many more storylines outside of basketball. So many more storylines outside of the actual games that are playing. Guys, the NBA was exhausting this week. And I hope you didn't read too much in. I hope you were just watching Raptors basketball. But it was it was crazy. One of the craziest weeks of off-court content, off-court activity. Just nuts. For the Raptors on top of this, um, no Fred Van Vliet. Hoping he gets better. Otto Porter has returned. No Ken Birch again for one of these two games. I don't know what his future looks like. Um, it's wild, y'all. It is absolutely wild. And this coming off October's very own birthday week, um, getting to four and three, and then playing San Antonio and Dallas and Texas, there's just a lot going on. So before I have to put myself to bed from just that, five minutes of review of what happened this week in the association. I'm going to get to the games because hopefully that, that gives me a little more pop in my step, a little more bounce here because gosh, it was ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I haven't listened to Draymond this week. I haven't listened to JJ Reddick this week. Um, it would probably do me some good to listen to CJ McCollum. If he's got a pod, I, Gosh, I can't even I can't even get to those pods because I'm so exhausted. Um, I think I said this in one of the last few pods that I've done that I've been listening to the Dunker Spot. Um, that's a great pod. Um, it's just kind of a league wide pod. Also, uh, another pod to listen to if if you want to listen to league wide stuff. Um, they had some great conversation about Kyrie. I really appreciated. Uh, their conversation uh, after the the passing of the great Bill Russell, um, David Aldridge and Marcus Thompson's uh, podcast on the Athletic NBA podcast. Uh, they are just excellent at their jobs as reporters, as journalists, but also just as humans having conversations. Um, so tune into those as well. Um, once again, just want to bring up the writings of Katie Hendel, uh, who has been excellent um, this season again, uh, even with the Kyrie conversation, not being an American, um, not being a, a person of color, but just looking at this situation human to human. Um, some really interesting uh, and, and great insights. Um, so, you know, if you got time, 
uh, and you want to kind of look at some league-wide stuff, th those are just a few um, that I've tuned into, um, that I've been reading about, uh, reading from uh, those journalists and reporters. So, yeah. Anyways, that's a little plug for them, unsolicited. Let's get to the game, shall we? First game was on Wednesday night after we annihilated the Hawks we played in San Antonio against the Spurs. A Spurs team, as I said, that was 5-2 and two coming into this game. This is not a great Spurs team. I don't think they'll make the play-in or the playoffs, but when you start 5-2, and two, you begin to wonder what's going to happen. Uh, their starting lineup uh, had less stars or less known players than their bench. Uh, Romeo Langford was on this team uh, on the starting lineup. Maybe that's someone you know. Uh, Jakob Pertl, former Raptor, was on this team. But outside of that, a lot of kind of no-name or quiet kind of guys because Keldon Johnson was injured, which is a big loss for them. But coming off their bench, I thought they had a really interesting bench. Um, Diang, who, who played uh, in Minnesota and Memphis, I believe, for a little bit. Uh, he comes off the bench. Uh, Doug McDermott comes off the bench. He was a sharpshooter in Indiana, although I don't know how good his defense was, and he certainly didn't shoot the ball particularly well in this game against the Raptors, his first three, and then missed three in a row. Uh, Zach Collins from Portland. Uh, these are all guys who have started at some point in their career. And then Josh Richardson, who has bounced around after he got bounced from Miami through that Sixers sign-and-trade with Jimmy Butler. Uh, Miami feels like they got, a, a, you know, quite the trade out of that. Uh, Butler goes to Miami. Richardson goes to Philly. Then Richardson goes to Dallas and then gets bumped here to San Antonio. Um, Josh Richardson was highly, highly spoken of about three or four years ago. And his career has just vanished. I remember there was talks back in uh, like 2018, maybe we should trade DeMar DeRozan for Josh Richardson and picks because people spoke so highly. This guy has just been, you know, in a vortex of mediocrity since the trade from Miami to Philadelphia. Thank goodness we didn't take any risks on Josh Richardson. He's still a decent player coming off your bench. I think he could even be serviceable on the Raptors. I certainly don't want to pay him, um, you know, five million or more dollars, but he's an interesting uh, guy. And here he was coming off the bench with other guys who would start, uh, like who I'd mentioned before. Really interesting team, San Antonio. Um, for me personally, I don't know why. Pops uh, continues to coach in the league. Uh, when you're in your mid-70s, I think you should have been retired a number of years before that. I thought uh, the season going into the pandemic, that 2019-2020 season, um, I thought he should have retired at the end of the 2019 playoffs. Uh, of course, then they missed the playoffs in 2020 and, and continue to do so, and they likely will again this year. So this is not a great team. And... Uh, the game was somewhat interesting after a quarter, 32-31, but it seemed like if the Raptors were, were on, uh, it was going to be hard for San Antonio to sustain their play and certainly have the offensive output 
of 31 points a quarter if they did. The Raptors uh, matched their 32 first quarter points with another 32 in the second. And sure enough, San Antonio's offense was nowhere to be found or very limited in the second quarter. After Doug McDermott hit their th- hit his three, San Antonio's uh, well was a bit empty and they only had 18. The score at the half was 64-49. And I said to my father, who I got to watch the game with, and my, and my brother, um, this game's over. We should be up 25 instead of 15. I actually went to run some errands for my parents um, because I just thought the game was done at the half. And sure enough, the Raps put up 40 in the third quarter, a feel-good quarter, a feel-good game again after we dusted off the Hawks. And San Antonio only had 21 points to show for it. Um, and, And the game was on cruise control. I'd listened to the game on the radio while I was doing errands. And uh, this was an easy one. Fourth quarter, our bench even exploded um, as well. We got everybody into this game. 39-30 was the fourth quarter score. Final, 143-100. An absolute shellacking uh, in in this ballgame. San Antonio, um, just a shell of who they were from three, four, five years ago. Gosh, they since Kawhi uh, went down from Jaja, they have not been the same. Jaja not only injured Kawhi Leonard, he completely shattered this team's future, and they are struggling. Uh, Keldon Johnson's great, and they have a lot of expiring contracts, but, you know, this is, this is when you dive into uh, the Victor movement. And... Uh, Victor for victory, because this team has got nothing to show for um, really into next year unless they get an incredible draft pick uh, like Victor. So who knows if that will happen, but uh, gosh, just a cruise control game. I did want to point out a few stats uh, for the Raptors uh, specifically, because I think there were some things to point out and just be like, yeah, that's great. Uh, Pascal Siakam, another triple-double, 20, 10, and 11, 11 assists. Um, Great to see. 11 uh, assists, three turnovers. That's awesome from our point guard uh, because Freddie wasn't playing in this game. Shot over 50% from the field. Great. OG Ananobi, another very efficient night, 18 points on 12 uh, shots, and he was also 3-for-3 from the line. We actually shot the ball from the free throw line very well, 15 to 16. That's good to see because we we had our shaky moments in those first four games. Uh, OG and Anobi also had five steals. Incredible stuff. Uh, 11 steals in two games, a Raptors record, and very few guys in the league have done that. Uh, Chris Boucher continues to have a great season, 17 points. He was a plus 22 off the bench. Great stuff. Precious had 12. So again, another game with those two guys with double digits. Listen, if those two guys give you double digits every night, even if it's, you know, 10 and 11, 21 points between the two of them, that means the rest of the bench just needs to score nine. You're getting 30 a night from your bench, knowing your starters are probably, probably going to give you 80 points. That's an easy 110 
And with our defense, 110 gives you a chance. Gives you a chance every night. And if anyone has a bit of a bigger night than their averages from the starting unit, which is very possible, you're looking at, you know, 120 points. I'm very curious this season if anyone can beat us scoring 120. Uh, if we score 120. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, there's going to be moments where teams blow us out because we just have a bad shooting night like that game against Philly. You know, that's that's going to happen. Uh, no, no biggie, right? Uh, there's going to be nights where we play a tough defensive team and it's a defensive battle and we get beat, you know? But I think the highest point so far this season that anyone scored against us is 112. Even Philly with Maxi dropping 44 only scored 112. Um, even uh, Brooklyn, with all their offensive firepower, scored 109. Uh, when Miami was shooting the ball incredibly well, 112, 112 points. Um, nobody has scored so far this season. No one has scored more than 112. So if we get 110... If we get 110 and one guy out of the starting lineup has a, a night over their average, which is, very, again, highly probable, whether it's Pascal getting 28 um, you know, or, or 30 points, sorry, uh, instead of 26, and that gets us four, that's 114. If Freddie has a 22-point night instead of 17, there's another five. Like, all it takes is now we're talking about 115, 120. No one has scored in the first nine games this season. No one has scored more than 112 points. That's incredible. That's incredible defense when you talk about Philly, the Mavs, uh, the Hawks we've played against, the Nets. No one has done it. Now, again, we've had our struggles, but I think defensively, even if we don't have a great game, even if the team we're going against is a very quality offensive team, I don't think there's too many teams scoring 120 against us this year unless it's a full-on blowout and we just don't have the offense going. I Even 115, I might bet every night this year if someone was like, you know, Raptors score 115, um, they're going to lose. I, I think I would take that bet every night. I think I would. Um, I'm trying to think of a team who if you said the Raptors are going to score 115, the other team was going to score more. I don't know one team right now that I would say is going to score more than 115 points against the Raps. Uh, again, if the game's competitive. Uh, if the Raps score 115 points, I just don't know if anyone scores more than that right now. But, uh, but for sure, 120. I'm going to take that bet every time. I, again, I probably take the bet at 115. And the fact that we've had this many games, nine against very good defensive, sorry, very good offensive opponents, and no one scored more than 112. Uh, guys, that, that's fantastic uh, from us. That, that shows where we're at defensively. Um, well, let's move on from San Antonio. Uh, we could talk about how everyone played. And Malachi got a good run. Good to have Otto Porter back, Otto Porter Jr. back into, well, I guess made his debut for the first time. C.J. Miles on the sidelines during that. I think he's a Texas guy. Um, 
you know, that that's a that's good to see. But we'll get on. We'll move on from the blowout in San Antonio. We'll get on to Dallas. Dallas was four and three, but were three and one at home. I think their only loss at home was to the Pelicans. Um, they've had their ups and downs this season, but that's kind of what happens at the start of the season. Uh, Luca looks like an MVP candidate. As I've said on the pod before, he's my uh, pick for MVP. I don't think he's the best player in the league. I, I give that title to Giannis, but uh, I do think he's the most important because once Chris Middleton comes back to Milwaukee, uh, Giannis doesn't have to carry as big of a load. I don't know if there's anybody else on this team who can really carry. They got some good pieces around um, this this squad, um, but I, I Luca, what he's doing, what he does for this team is just massive. And of course, he started this game with 14 points in the first quarter, and I thought, shoot, Luca's going for 40 tonight. Um, he played a very efficient game. He he you know, just did some dazzling things against some of the best defenders in the league. When you go down the list of our guys, Pascal, Scotty, Precious, OG, best defensive player in the year. I love that he's stepping up and he's talking about himself in that way. Um, We've got great defenders, switchable defenders, just one-on-one defenders. And Luca made some buckets that him and maybe KD, could make shots like that. Outside of that, I'm not sure. John ja Morant, I don't think he can hit jumpers like Luca was hitting against our guys. Um, he certainly doesn't have the width or the length that Katie and 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 uh, and, and um, Katie and Luca have. Uh, you know, Jokic has the size and length and skill of passing, but he he doesn't have the handle like Luca has to be able to do some of the things Luca does. It was just incredible to watch Luca last night. Had to tip the cap to Luca. But he scores 14 points and the Raptors are down two. And Gary and Scotty had difficult uh you know first quarters. And here we are we're down two points. Uh Dallas built on the lead, got up to nine at one point. Raptors cut it to five at the break and it was 62-57 and you say, okay, we got to do better defensively. We got to get going defensively here. And Gary was still struggling and Scotty was still struggling offensively. Luckily for us, OG steps up. Great to see. And then third quarter, you could tell that Luca was turning it on. He had a third quarter like the first quarter. He was turning it on. Guys on their team were hitting shots. Um, Christian Wood, who I think is just a better fit, uh, Coming off that bench, played 23 minutes, had 13 points, um, five of eight from the field. He's just a better fit for this team than than Porzingis. Porzingis is better in Washington. They're doing nothing. They got hammered by Brooklyn without Kyrie or Seth Curry last night. They got hammered by 30. Um, so I think Christian Woods just a better fit. Um, he certainly gives them what they need offensively. They've got great defensive players around Luca and some good shooters. Finney Smith is solid. Um, you know, Reggie Bullock is a solid defender. Couldn't hit a three last night with his life. That's not going to happen every night. But then you got Tim Hardaway Jr. comes off the bench. Maxi Kleber uh, comes off the bench. And Maxi Kleber. They've got some guys 
who can play basketball very well. JaVel McGee is on this team. He's a good vet. You know, they, they had 10 deep last night. Um, and, and they, they did a nice job. Um, this is, this is a team built around Luca and they look good. Uh, obviously Dwight Powell hits the glass hard for you and, and he's a decent inside defender. Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't think is anywhere near as good as Jalen Brunson overall, but he can get hot and, and he certainly can give, uh, Luca some, you know, a breather on the bench. Uh, Dinwiddie played 38 minutes, Luca had 37 so this is this is a team who's who's pretty well balanced and they have the shooters they need. They have a solid bench, some good depth, more depth I think than last year. And you know, they they are a difficult team especially at home. And they start hitting shots and Luka gets hot and unfortunately for the Raps, Pascal slips at the end and just kind of put an exclamation mark on a difficult quarter. And we actually lost the quarter 34-24. And Luca, um, sorry, and the Raptors get down 19 in this game. I think it was 16 going into the fourth. And without Pascal, who had strained, hopefully it's just a minor strain to his groin muscle, hopefully. Um, and he can get back for one of the Chicago games or at least early to mid next week after the Chicago back to back. You know, uh, we were in trouble. <coughs> Excuse me. And it looks like the game's kind of over, right? Looks like the game is over. And then, without Fred, without Pascal, our bench went to work. Scotty Barnes finally decided to show up. Scotty Barnes scores eight points. He gets five rebounds. He gets four assists in the final quarter, plays the point guard role, plays the Pascal Siakam role. He did turn over the ball a few times early in that quarter, but the Raps got right back into this game. Went on a 6-0 run. I think they won a 14-4 run. And here they are down five, and they would not let go. You know, Dallas would put it up 5-6, and then Toronto would just keep climbing their way back. And their defense was excellent. Ojan and Obi was solid to keep a minute. And then Boucher hit the glass. Precious was solid. He was 6-6 six six from the line. That's his second time in three games he's been perfect from the line. That's great to see. Otto Porter hit a couple threes. Really good fit to have him in the group. Um, unfortunately, Delano and Thad weren't as effective maybe as, as Nick wanted them to be in this game. Our depth wasn't as strong, and without Pascal and Fred, we just didn't have a little extra offensive push. But the Raptors were right there going into the final minute, kind of looming, and you thought, could we get one more bucket? And unfortunately, we couldn't. We lost the game 111-110, so again, nobody scored more than 112 points against us. The Raps held Dallas to just 15 points, 15 points in the fourth quarter. Incredible stuff on the road in Dallas, Luca's house, and they had 15 points. Luca finished with 35. He was incredible. Eight points, six rebounds, 10 of 15 shooting. Just an incredible night from Luka Doncic. But here, here are the Raptors right in it. And you know, you could say we we should have fouled earlier at the end of the game. Um 
you know, that would have helped. You could have said, you know, OG shouldn't have reached in at a three-point game. Just let it happen. But if he makes that steal against Luka and we and they go the other way, who knows what happens, right? 11 seconds, 10, 9 seconds to go. We're down two, maybe. Um, I, th- I thought it was a good risk. And knowing how good he's been at steals, I thought it was a good risk to take. You know, it's not... Even if you don't foul, they could hit a shot and the game's over. Um, you know, with 10, 11 seconds to go. Or they miss, they get the rebound. Or you foul them. Any- like, and just because we're down three... Um, you know, and they miss and it's a 10 point game. It's still hard to make that shot, but there was all kinds of questions about whether OG should have reached in for that steal, but you got to take a risk at some point. You're down three on the road. Luca's got the ball. He crosses over. You anticipate that. And OG has been a complete thief this season. Um, he had another five steals. Incredible. Another five steals this, this game. Uh, That's three games in a row with five or more steals. Just unheard of in this league. Uh, I'd I'd love to see, has anybody done that in the history of the NBA? I'm sure there's been a small handful in 77 seasons that have done that. I think this is the 77 season, maybe it's the 76. But, wow, incredible night from him. And we were right there. And as Zaya said to me last night as we watched the end of the fourth together, um... Moral victory. No Pascal, no Fred on the road. Down 19 at one point. Down 16 going to the fourth. Sorry, 15 going to the fourth. And we get within one? I think we're doing all right. I think we're on the right trajectory. Scotty didn't play a good first three quarters. Gary had a brutal shooting night, which you expect is going to happen from time to time after the tear he's been on. Um, and, And we showed up. Great game. Pascal, before he got injured at the end of the third quarter, was 18-7-6. He was on his way to another triple-double. He was on his way to another 20-plus night with at least, you know, eight rebounds and eight assists. That was going to happen. He could have had 25-9-9. Could have had 25-10-10 last night. Another, you know, incredible, uh, consistent night from Pascal Siakam. Uh, Coloco continues to start with Fred at the lineup, which I think is the right decision. Got to get better hands. He's going to learn. These are all great uh, moments of learning that Pascal had early in his career. OG had early in his career. Coloco is getting those moments. He is going to really build on this throughout the season and build on this for next season. Remember, 2024 is the year of the prophecy. <laughs> At least that's what we say on the show. And I and I think between this season or, sorry, next season or the year after, 2024, 2025 playoffs, I think we're winning it all, personally. I think we're showing so much between Chris and Precious, um, the way we built the bench, Christian Coloco, um, Scotty. It's incredible what we're doing, what we're building. And even in a loss, I'm okay. It was a one-point loss. We held them uh, under 112 points. Um, we played our asses off, gave all kinds of, um, you know, discomfort in that fourth quarter. Only allowed them 15 points. These are good things, guys. Playing against an MVP candidate um, in their building. Really, really good stuff. Uh, we got the Bulls coming up, and that will be great. 
Uh, as I said, um, our friend of the pod, who's been on the pod before, Aldo, uh, teacher from Markham, his students were on twice last year. Uh, we were going to have an episode this past week. Unfortunately, my father had some uh, health concerns, so we'll hopefully record uh, this next week. Um, please send your well wishes to my dad, um, who's in hospital with, with nothing crazy um, to worry about. He's, he's okay, he's stabilized, but again, you're in hospital. Um, it's no fun. Um, so please send your uh, you know best wishes and blessings to us. We, we'll take it all. Um, but we'll try and get Aldo on the pod this coming week. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy, guys. I'm happy with where the Raptors are at. I hope we can win both against Chicago. That would be a nice kind of rebound off this Dallas loss, get to seven and four and just keep keep building, get Pascal and Freddie back healthy, Delano some consistency, and who knows, guys, um, where this season could end up. I think we're just going to get better as the season goes on. And once we get past the All-Star break and into March, I think we're going to be playing our best basketball and be uh, probably the scariest team because there's a lot of unknown about us. You know what you're getting with Milwaukee. You know what you're getting with Boston. I think we are the scariest team. No offense to the Cavs. They've looked really good. Darius Garland comes back. I think that team will be a lot of fun. And Toronto and, and Cleveland could be giant slayers. Uh, could both be giant slayers. They could be both in the conference finals. I still think it's going to be Boston and Milwaukee. But both of those teams could surprise a lot of people. Who knows uh, where Brooklyn is at when it's all said and done. Or Philly with James Harden just getting injured for a month. Um, but man, exciting stuff. But it really exciting to see the Raptors play at this level. And uh, can't wait to talk to Zaya and Courtney next week as well. Um, hope you guys are enjoying things. Hope you're enjoying uh, the pod. We'll catch up to you soon. Peace. I think I don't, I don't do